If you're not at your desk, you must not be working. Welcome to Work Life Unbalanced. This tasty podlet is brought to you by LinkedIn Talent Solutions and Oracle Public Sector from the CPS HR Consulting Studios. So, you know, it's interesting when we look at recruitment and recruiting individuals and they say, I really want a lot of work-life balance. And that's kind of why we started this little podcast anyway. And then people think that working from home provides a lot of work-life balance. And from personal perspective, I think sometimes working from home is the opposite of work-life balance because then (laughs) there is no separation between work and home. But everybody's kind of aspiring to this goal of being able to work from home and there, there are problems and there are benefits. And how do you feel as an HR professional and Forbes author, I might add, uh, about having employees work from home or work remotely? I, I have a few different feelings about it. So I'll, I'll, I'll speak to you as an HR person first and then give you my personal perspective. Um, I think as far as when organizations are successful or not successful with telework or working remotely, um, it's because of a few different factors. First and foremost, you need to analyze whether or not that person's position even lends itself to remote work. You know, it's sometimes if you're, you just can't work from home because there's just, you need to be in the office or your, the service that you're providing doesn't allow you to do that. Um, second, I would say that, you know, when you look at some of the fallout, let's call it, you know, like, like Yahoo or IBM or other companies that have allowed remote work and then they snatch it back immediately. Um, it's usually because there wasn't that oversight that's needed. Um, working remotely doesn't give you, let's just say, uh, the, the ability to just say, oh, okay, well, I'm just going to take my time doing whatever. You have to still set up the same expectations and goals and everything and manage that person accordingly in order to get your deliverables timely. So that's my that's my HR perspective. From my personal perspective, um, as I mentioned before, I've wor- I worked for LA County for 16 years. And if you know your LA geography, um, I lived in Long Beach and a part of the time I worked at Wilshire in Vermont, which is basically like crossing a moat every day, okay, on like one small piece of driftwood. So the traffic, the the SIG alerts, the 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 police activity, you know, the carbecues, you know, the, the cars on the side of the road. I like fire, that term. Carbecues. You know, so that's nice. It all plays into your commute. So my commute best no traffic is still an hour with all these other people that are trying to get to work it's closer to two hours so here I am already exhausted it's only 9 a.m you know I haven't even gotten to the office yet but everything that I was doing in the office especially when I was doing like curriculum development or putting recruitment plans together or whatever is stuff I could have really done at home and saved myself those two hours so it depends so I know like in jobs where you have like let's say fixed tasks Potentially working from home can be advantageous, right? Mm -hmm. Because, okay, I have these deliverables. I execute on my deliverables. There's a very clear measure of productivity. Um, And if your manager or HR or, you know, the executive team is focused on that product productivity, Mm -hmm. then it, it should be just fine. Right. But... 
what happens when you have an environment or a culture that is, let's say, attendance based, right. um, where <laughs> everybody that shows up gets an A? Mm-hmm. Um, how how do you kind of convert that culture mm-hmm. to uh, allowing for uh, remote work or telecommuting? Yeah, I, I think we just have to change the way we manage. We don't change our standards and our goals. I still need X from you on such and such a day. So that doesn't change. It's just there's been times, and I'm sure you've experienced it as well, where, you know, people are like, well, you know, if I can't see you, then you must not be working. Okay, well, I am working at the other computer that's at my house and I'm meeting my deadlines and I'm providing you with deliverables, but there's still that, I don't know, anxiety around not physically seeing you in the office. They think that you're out at the beach or something like that. It's like, no, my work is still getting done. You know, so there are people who will thrive more in that environment and then people who will struggle more. And that's why you really have to manage it kind of case by case because there are people, like I said, if I could have cut out the three hours that I had to spend on the road every day, just think of how much more, I don't know, fresh, you know, I would have been, you know, throughout the day to be able to manage my time accordingly, still meet my objectives, but not have to physically be in the office for the sake of somebody seeing me. Yeah. Um, I I think about, you know, measuring the productivity too. And from the perspective of in marketing, we talk about KPIs, right. Mm -hmm. In, in analytics, um, I guess we talk about key metrics or, you know, predictive analytics or whatnot, Mm -hmm. but you know, it seems that there should be some sort of KPIs we could put in place to provide that micromanagement, if you will. (laughs) Um, so that you feel like your employees are doing what they're supposed to be doing. Right. Um, and then also, I guess being real with the fact that a lot of people waste a lot of time while at work. Shocking, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so there are people who show up every day and, oh my gosh, thank you for being here. You know, every day here's a little certificate or whatever. But what are they really producing? What are they really delivering? You know, so you're going to have Well, to I sent sh- some emails. <laughs> you know, so that's something, right? I had meetings. And I may have spent the rest of the time talking to my neighbor, but that's not what we're talking and about I right looked now. at <laughs> my know? computer screen. I was at my desk, you know, I may have been hours. shopping for shoes, planning my vacation or not really I got engaged. coffee eight times. You know, and there's cake <laughs> in the break room if anybody needs it. Um, but also you're, 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 you as a manager managing that person's productivity isn't contingent on whether they're present in the office or not. And I think that's what the big misconception is like, well, if I can't see you doing this and I can't track your movements basically throughout the building, then I'm going to be, you know, on the short end when it comes to whether or not we met our objectives, you know, it's like, well, I can't have you not here, you know, and we don't, but the, the funny thing is the flip side of that is when you do have somebody who shows up every day that maybe not Maybe may may not be performing that well. We don't want to talk to them about that either. <laughs> you know, we kind of avoid that conversation as well. So, as as people transition more, and I know the new workforce and the gig economy and all that stuff is used to these telecommuting. Mm-hmm. Like I can be literally on the beach anyway. and yes. doing my job. Um, how do you recommend? how often do you recommend that people would get together in person so that you don't lose culture within an organization? 
Um, that's a good question because, like, for our organization, for example, we have a lot of people who live out of state, you know, not just in a different part of the same city that don't come into the office. I don't know that, you know, but what I think we are able to do, what a lot of organizations are able to do is to use that available technology to keep in touch with people. So when you're working remotely, it's not like you're out, you know, way out of Wi-Fi range, we can't talk to you or whatever. So you could have a daily or weekly, you know, powwow with your team to just kick a Monday morning meeting off. Let's all just jump on a phone call or a conference call or a video conference for 15 minutes, talk about the work week, talk about what we're going to do. And then everybody, you know, goes to wherever it is they're going. I would definitely say I wouldn't let, you know, because it's different with I emailed you or, you know, I, I sent you a chat in Teams or, you know, I, I pinged you on something. But to really have a, a phone conversation where you're hearing that person's voice or having a conference call where you're seeing that person's face, I would say, you know, at least weekly check in with that person because when they're physically in the office, you're going to, you know, see each other whether you like it or not, basically. But when it comes to managing someone remotely, you have to make a little more of an effort to do that. Yeah, I don't know. For me personally, I sort of have this love and hate perspective mm -hmm. with working from home. I, I love it at times because it gives me the flexibility mm -hmm. to do so, but I get terribly distracted when I'm at home. A lot of times I'm, I'll be honest and, and I end up, you know, going, ah, I'll, I'll walk the dog. He's right. annoying me or, um, you know, go out with someone for, for lunch or something like that. But, uh, you know, so I, I like being in the office and being connected mm -hmm. uh, with the office. I feel that it's advantageous to my professional right. uh, responsibilities <laughs> right. and my future employment. Um, however, that being said, you know, I love it if I can work from home on a Friday, right? right? Unfortunately, this Friday I can't mm -hmm. uh, because my boss, who generally doesn't live in the area, is going right. to be in town, right? right? So, so we have we're to have meetings in, there. We're all in the office. <laughs> yes. So, um, but, but I like the ability to do that and at the same time have that connection uh, inside the organization. However, that's a personal choice, right? right? And. Right. And then what I've noticed is that the people that never do come in, mm -hmm. they're not going to have that connectivity right, and, right. and connection. Mm -hmm. And so as I think about career advancement and how much that's dependent on relationships, mm -hmm. just like sales or anything else we do, right. do you think that you're sacrificing career advancement for remote work and in, in the fact that you're not as connected with the organization? Well, I think, I think it really depends because again, you have to look at it case by case. Like a lot of people will work remotely and maybe they're struggling with their own feelings of, you know, being disconnected or feeling isolated from what's going on, you know, at, at, at the hub, at the center of everything. I think it becomes problematic when the physical distance starts to play into a distance that's created in a relationship. So when you're thinking about, well, who can I call, you know, to help me on this project or whatever, and you don't physically see that person around, sometimes, you know, out of sight and out of mind <laughs> comes into play. And so with promotions and being available for other opportunities, there is uh, an element of presenteeism, as we call it, um, that, that plays into that. I don't think you're necessarily going to be completely um, cut out of anything if you're, you know, working remotely and there's an opportunity. But that's why it's important to have those regular check-ins with people to see, just to kind of, you know, see where they're at. So moving forward, do you think 
organizations should be prepared for more or less telecommuting? And, you, and do you think there's going to be structure and KPIs developed around that? Where do you think we're going? Um, I think that definitely you'll see more of it in the future. The, the technology is there. The desire is there. The, the need is there. Um, one of the things that has helped me is that I have a designated space at home, you know, because it's very easy, especially if you're your you're laptop dependent to just float around the house all the time, you know, and what's on Food Network and, you know, you get distracted by these other things throughout your day. So really kind of putting a, a, a skill set together for the manager and giving them a toolbox to say, here's how you manage somebody remotely, because I think that's often missed. When we try to put a telecom. Here's how you manage yourself. Too, right. right? Here's, here's how you manage your own expectations and feelings about people not being physically in your presence, but also to, you know, help the employee and help both sides, because I think that's what makes it successful. So when you look at organizations that have taken their, you know, telecommuting just completely off of the radar and said, well, we're not doing it. It's because they were struggling with productivity because of the lack of good management over the program itself. Thank you for listening to Work-Life Unbalanced. I'm Jason Lichney. I'm Regina Romeo. Follow us on iTunes, Spotify, wherever else you listen to podcasts. Learn more at WLUBradio.com. Thank you.